You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, it's Russ and my Hammers 11. I hope you're all safe and well. If you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon so you're notified of any time we have new content going up. Obviously, we have videos going up daily, but now we're having two, three videos up in a day. And every every interview, every story, every memory we're recording is brilliant. So please make sure you don't miss any of that, including today's guest, uh, another ex-Hammer. I'm so privileged. He, he played 67 times for the club, scored 23 goals. 2018, he was rightly awarded an MBE as well. It's Leroy Rossini, MBE. Hi, Leroy. How are you? I'm very good. Good to see you. Really good. Good, good. How's I know? I know everyone says it, but how's lockdown treating you? Uh, it's treating me all right. Not not too bad. I'm quite fortunate. I live out. Uh, I live in a place called Portis Head, which is out near Bristol, which yeah. is kind of like, got loads of open ground uh, around me. So I'm really fortunate. I've got a dog, as you just said. The dog was barking <laughs> before we came on it. Uh, so lots of walking. Just trying to keep the kids focused on their homework and stuff like that has oh, been the most difficult. I'm really fortunate. I've got nothing to complain yeah, about. Exactly. Yeah, me, me too. It's uh, I've got a newfound respect for teachers. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. Just have exactly. you know, you, you know, you can't. <laughs> but uh, no, it's one of those things. But at least we've got football back. Hey, the Premier League's back. It certainly well, is. And, yeah, kinda. It was, uh, kinda. Yeah. Well, it's back. It's, it's like it was never went away. Really. It's, it's... It was all sort of about VAR for the first. Game. VAR was the most interesting thing about that first game, to be mm. honest. Um, but uh, the second game, I thought, you, you know, uh, uh, Man City were... I, I always fancy Man City because they just play like they train, you think, didn't they? Mm-hmm. They just keep passing the ball and Arsenal were the same old Arsenal, weren't they? Same old Arsenal. Nothing's Probably changed. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. But, um, yeah, it's good to have it back. It is. It's really to have it back. And obviously, you know, that we're, we're all getting ready for, for Wolves at home and I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to it now. I think, again, I, was, I think a few people were similar to me. They, they were a bit dubious about starting, um, you know, just thinking everything that's happened in the world uh, and in the country particularly. But um, I think it, it's come at the right time. Um, football, I think, for everyone's sake, not obviously just for the pandemic, but obviously stuff that's happened in the last week or so as well. You know, it just seems to bring people back together. Um, and I think it's quite timely, to be honest. Yeah, it certainly is timely. And, you know, you don't stop life, you don't stop enjoying things because of, no. you know, things going on around the world. You know, that's the last thing we want. But what football's done is uh, not only has it come back and everybody's really looking forward to it, I think uh, 
I've just seen the players starting to take responsibility for trying to make a change, starting to realise that they are role models and that they do have a platform to mm. to deliver a, a change. And you know what Marcus Rashford did against yeah. you know in terms of free school meals was just out, outstanding. But mm. only Marcus Rashford could deliver that because he has the platform to do. It. We all want to do it. You yeah. know, we all believe, we all agree with him, but we haven't got the platform to have that impact on the government like he did. And uh, you know, I think players are starting to realise that. Yeah, there's more to life than just turning up for training and playing football. And uh, they do have a responsibility in terms of what happens in their society. Yeah, and no, I totally agree. And obviously, you know, symbolic, and I think it'll be probably in every game, at least this the beginning uh, week of the season, everyone's going to be taking the knee as soon as, as soon as kickoff happened. And I just think that was such mm-hmm. a powerful message. to, to sort of, And obviously, the, the names on the back as well, replacing them with Black Lives Matter. It just seems like you're right. It seems like it's now on the agenda properly. Do you know what I mean? I just think... It certainly is. Obviously, yeah. the minutes signed for the NHS because yeah, of what of the natural, NHS yeah, have of done for all of us, which is just magnificent. And that needs to be, obviously, people need to be made aware that people within the NHS are struggling you know, yeah, financially totally. and they're putting their lives on the line. So that was the first thing. The second thing was the, the, the taking the knee, which obviously another thing which needs to be kept uh, within the media and needs to be mm. talked about. Uh, and then we got with the football. You know, yeah, and exactly. that is life. You know, and that is life. You, but you need to... You need to focus on what's important. That's what they did. You know, they, exactly. I think they did it really well. No, I think so. I think it was it was a nice touch. You said you obviously got the yeah, but it, it had sort of a dual purpose, didn't you? You had the, obviously the Black Lives Matter on the back, but then you had the NHS logo on their tops and everywhere exactly. possible. I think yeah, it's 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 totally right. Um, and as you said, as soon as as soon as it started, VAR. <laughs> and we're back to normal. Arsenal, Arsenal exactly. going to capitulation. David, David Luiz is a nutter, and it's it's we're back to normal. Although I did think that. Ke- I did think that Kevin De Bruyne looked a bit, I know I can't speak, but he did look a bit unfit to me. Um, yeah. looked... <laughs> I think, to be honest, I think they all did. <laughs> do you know that people don't realise is that you, know, you can do all the training in the world, yeah. but as soon as you get on that pitch and you start playing 90 minutes to get your second wind, yeah. I remember I remember the day, it was a long time ago, I remember trying to get your second wind and trying to get up to speed with the game. You, you're as fit as you physically fit, but you're nowhere yeah. near football fit. And that's where the players are at the moment. So I thought they did admirably. No, I think they did all right, yeah. And, and, and I think, you know, it's, but it was interesting because obviously, you know, again, we're not going to talk about West Ham, it doesn't matter at the moment. Um, it was, it's interesting because obviously Guardiola hasn't, didn't have any uh, like pre-match, like any sort of warm-up matches. Um, no. Whereas I think we've had two, we had a QPR and Palace and Arsenal had one and we're taking different approaches, you know. Obviously Guardiola yeah. didn't do any warm-up matches, but others did. And, you know, we'll see what happens if it was right or not. Exactly. Anyway, exactly. Let's, let's not talk about, let's talk about West Ham. Um, obviously the idea of the channel is, um, Basically, I've been interviewing fans all over the world in the last sort of, three or four weeks. We've started this channel up um, and, mm-hmm. and players as well. But their memories of the club and also the, the yep. 11 players that they were um, for the fans that they, they enjoyed. And obviously, and your name's appeared in a couple of, of fans' 11s as well. Um, so, nice. yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> not at all, but it's like, you know, cause it's all about generational things. So it's obviously people yeah. in the right generation, the right times. Um, yeah, one of uh, Hammer's chats. Um, main YouTubers, Gonzo, picked you in his 11. I remember that off the top of my head. But uh, it, was, it, was his, it was his era. It was your, you know, and it was yeah. that, that season, that 88-89 season. We'll talk about it in a minute. Um, so for you, obviously, you know, for those of you who don't know Leroy's story in terms of West Ham, he joined from, joined from Fulham, who were in essence, you know, in, in today's money, they were League Two and West Ham were mm-hmm. Premier League, basically. Uh, 275 grand. How did that all happen? Why West Ham, Leroy? Um... Well, I'd, 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 I'd been at QPR in, yes. the, in the top division and on that awful plastic pitch 
and uh, Jimmy Hill persuaded me to go down to uh, uh, back to Fulham and I didn't really want to drop down but I went back and I scored goals left right and centre I think I scored about 20 or 20 goals for Fulham and it was up till March and then I read in the paper that West Ham were going for Kerry Dixon and wanted to pay a million pounds for Kerry Dixon and Kerry Dixon had turned them down um, I think the next day uh, Steve Harrison got in touch with Fulham uh, about going to Watford so I, I drove up to Watford got to Vicarage Road met him at the ground and really liked him got on had a call with Elton John and, and all the deal was all done I'd agreed agreed the uh, a contract and everything and uh, and then just as we were about to go in and sign the contract he said uh, yeah you do you do know you have to go and live you have to live within 12 miles of the ground I went pardon he said you have to live within all the players we sign have to live within 12 miles of Vicarage Road and I'm a South London boy and I thought, yeah exactly I had two young boys and I, I'm not taking them out of school and I said no that that can't happen so the deal broke down on that so I drove away quite happy drove back to Fulham went back to training that Friday morning John Lyle uh, turned up with Eddie, Eddie, the chief scout, yeah. uh, at the ground. And Ray Lou said, look, um, West Ham are here. We want to have a chat with you at the Fulham training ground. So uh, I had a chat with John. He just told me about the club. I, he said, this is what we're offering you, three-year contract. I said, lovely. I didn't even negotiate. I just said, yeah, lovely. I'm coming and signed the contract. And then the next day, we were playing Watford at home. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, it was a relegation battle. So I turned up. It addressed in the changing room at Upton Park. And the only person I knew was Tony Gale, having played with him at Fulham. Fulham and yeah. Gailey looked after me, as he does. He looks after everybody. Yeah, Gailey right. said hello to the lads, uh, put the number nine shirt on, and went out and played. Um, fortunately, I scored the winner. Yeah. Uh, 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 stuck it through Tony Coton's leg. Never forget that. Just I was running <laughs> through, and I thought, I'm just going to hit it as hard as I can. and keep my head down. Don't yeah. do anything silly. Just hit it, put my head down, hit through it went through his legs, we won the game 1-0 and eventually Watford went down and, and, and we stayed up. Um, but it was a great way to start um, yeah. my career at West Ham. Yeah, unusual, isn't it? I mean, like, you know, it's, at least you might, some people get like a training session or something, but it's like literally, mm. like, off you go. That's mental, absolutely mental. But, you, but you're mm. right, like, it, was, it happened so, you're so quickly. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, speaking to, speaking to John, obviously John Lyle, he was an amazing manager and then you yeah, have you know a really obviously that the season after that obviously you scored about a few goals that's the rest of that season because it was march i think mm-hmm. and, um, yeah. and then obviously the following season was the season really you know that most people remember um in that you scored 15 goals that season i think 88 yeah. um yeah. and including four against uh west brom in the old uh Oh, that's right. four <laughs> members cup weren't it or the old uh, right. yeah simmered cup that was it um yeah, that's right and and that was that was incredible. And obviously that that achievement, scoring four goals, um, obviously that was, that was the first time since Cotty. And I think that's the last time that's happened for a West Ham player. Yeah. Since right. Okay, that's I didn't still, know that. Yeah, I think I'm not, so. I'm, I don't look at, at records and stuff like that, but I do remember because it was, and the centre half was Chris White. And you know what? I love playing against Chris. Chris was a terrific footballer. Played for Arsenal. Um, but there were certain players who I enjoyed playing against because I could bully him a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, but he's a terrific footballer. So I really, really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that season. But it was the season we actually we went down. Yes. And it was the season where I picked up the, the, a knee injury, yeah. a really bad knee injury. And uh, so I was not training. I was having a knee drained on a Friday or just before the game. And obviously it was the year of the, the Hillsborough disaster as well. Mm. Um, and I, I remember that end of the season. I was so focused on on my knee, 
that we we I was scoring every single game, but I wasn't yeah. training. I was scoring, yeah. and then we went to we went to Sheffield Wednesday. We were the first game, weren't we, after the yeah. disaster? Two weeks after, and I'll never forget that because I just looked at that stand and just you you mm. just couldn't believe what what had gone on. We we won the game too. I think I scored twice. I think we we won the game two 0 but it was weird because it, it it didn't really sink in until I stopped playing. Yeah, yeah, if you know what I mean, because we were right in the middle of a relegation battle, mm. and you know what football's like. Mm. Um, and I'll, over the years, you've read about what actually happened on that day, and that didn't really sink in until I stopped playing. But you know, we kept on going towards the end of that season, and, and I think we then went to Liverpool, didn't we? On the it was on a Tuesday night or Thursday, so, uh, I can't yeah, remember. yeah, yeah, it was yeah, like the night, game. and um, we needed to win, didn't we, to stay up? And mm. we went one nil down. I think I scored, I equalised, mm. um, and then at half time we went in one one thinking that we had a real chance. I think we eventually uh, lost the game four or five. I can't remember four or five. Yeah. It's not something I want to remember. <laughs> uh, and we went down. But it was kind of like I went into hospital the next day, had an operation on my knee. And while I was lying in the bed, uh, when I woke up, the anaesthetist came into me and said, well, what are you going to do now then? I said, what, what do you mean? What, you, what am I going to do now? He said, well, you, you won't be able to play football again. You've got a hold of a size of a 50 pence piece in your knee. Because um, he, he didn't think I'd be able to play again. Mm. And so I was like left in absolute shock. So it was a bittersweet season for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did manage to get back and play, not to the level because my knee sure. was so bad. But Billy Bonds, man, I managed to play under Billy Bonds and we'll get back in the in the cloud of blue, blue again yeah. once again and, and finish the, my career on, on my terms. Yeah, no, exactly. And as you said, I mean, you've done, you know, you had John Law and Billy Bonds as managers as well. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it weren't, weren't a bad pairing. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Complete legends. And obviously, you know, what was what was the what was the dress? Obviously, you, you came in and it's like literally there, there's your kit and start. Almost like you know, like on a it's totally you know on the Sunday league and like your mate who's like he's a he's like he's a ringer. And there we go, yeah. off you go. That's that must have been it. Obviously, New Gailey. You know what? Afterwards, what was it like being in that dressing room? Because there's a lot of big characters in that dressing room of oh, like Gailey uh, and people like Alvin and people like that. Gailey, Phil Parks, Alvin Martin, Ray Stewart. Yeah. Uh, Liam Brady, Alan Devonshire, uh, Incy was there. Paul, I'd taken yeah. Incy's, Incy's play centre forward uh, the week before, but he's still a young boy, but what a big, big character. Uh, um, a good mate, I'm still good mates with Georgie Paris uh, and uh, Alan Dickens, Mark Ward. Yeah, yeah. Tony Cotty was still there that season. I went, it was a season just before I went to Everton. Some really big characters. I signed with Julian Dix. No, you can't get a bigger character than Julian. And, no. and, uh, and so it was fun. Yeah. It, it was and it was a joy. Um, I learned so much, um, not in terms of just characters in the dressing, but on the training ground under mm-hmm. John Lard and with those plays, I developed so so quickly. Just loved the training. I mean, I went there when Liam Brady was thirty four, but he's still the best player I've ever seen. Honestly, the best player mm-hmm. I've ever seen. But, you know, I think I remember Liam playing for Arsenal and playing in in Italy, and he was an unbelievable athlete. You know, magnificent athlete and. Uh, have you frozen? He's still there. No, I can, I can hear you. Yeah, yeah, he's still a magnificent athlete. I think he'd lost that athletic ability. But his ability on the ball, we just couldn't yeah. get the ball off him. Just couldn't. Yeah. And then Alan Devonshire, and I remember Alan had a hamstring injury and, and Alan had a really bad knee. And I think he had his hamstring kind of woven around the back of his knee to keep his knee in place. So, but his ability on the ball was just outrageous. Yeah. Absolutely outrageous. Um, so, yeah, I love I loved my time at, at West Ham. It was an absolute joy. Yeah, no, it was, yeah, you, you had a great, a great 
great dressing room. Uh, that, that, you know, and yeah. I think that's that's and I think that's with football. It's uh, nowadays it doesn't seem like that anymore. I, from a, from a, a fan's perspective, it seems those characters in the game you don't get now. Do you know what I mean? It's almost. You, I, I mean, you had you had you had you had so much ability, but you had so much desire. I mean, like Billy Bonds. You mentioned Billy Bonds. Billy mm. was still playing as Stuart Robson. Yeah, yeah. It's the hardest men I've ever ever played with, you know. But Billy was just just ridiculous, you know. I I just I'd go into war with Billy as long as he was in front of me, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> <laughs> he was just he was quiet, he was humble, yeah. but geez, he was just so driven, yeah. and he just wore that shirt with absolute pride. And if you didn't wear it with the same amount of pride, you basically were, were in trouble. And that yeah. wasn't a problem for me. Running about, you know what? I think I think and it just. You know, I mean, I only played 67 games for, for West Ham because, because of my injuries. But if you put that shirt on, as long as you went out and you gave it everything, the West Ham fans, would not, they'd, look, they'd not have a problem with you at all. Because yeah. you didn't matter if you... People say, oh, like, we, we're the academy, we like to play football. Yes, we were, but they wanted you to give 100%. They exactly. loved the tackle. They loved the physical uh, challenge, yeah. you know? They loved all that. And if you were prepared to do that, which fortunately I was that, I was that sort of player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they forgive. They forgave you everything, and you know what? So it was easy to play for West Ham. Yeah. Honestly, I, I, it was the easiest club because Fulham. I, I love Fulham. Yeah, it's my first club, but yeah. Fulham was a lovely place to go and play football because it was by the by the river. Yeah, you know, it's a lovely little set, and you could. Yeah, I, I think there's. I think the subs had picnics when they went to the ground as well. You know, sat on the side <laughs> and enjoyed the day. At West Ham, it was just a cauldron of of emotion and a cauldron of of of. Uh, of joy and 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 when we won, it was absolutely joyous on an Upton yeah. Park of an evening. It was joyous, and and we went on celebrating for a few days after as well. <laughs> so it was it was just is look is the best period of my of my football yeah. career. Although unfortunately, it wasn't long enough. Sure, yeah, no, I get that totally. You, you've touched you've touched on some of the players that you you've sort of you, you played with. And as I said, we're doing this eleven. That's the whole idea of yep. this thing is to do yep. this eleven. Um, and so we try and do you know four four two, and just the players that we that you enjoy playing with. And obviously, it's not saying that one person's better than another, but from mm. your personal opinion. Um, so so for the for the for the Leroy eleven, West Ham eleven, yep. who would be in goal for you? I could probably Parks. guess. Yes, yeah, exactly. I could probably write this one down to be honest. But yeah, <laughs> Parksy. Look, Parksy was just a, such a such a cat, such a laid back cat, a really imposing goalkeeper. Uh, and if you're on a one on one with Parksy, he's still that tall. Is it just? There's no way. There's no way you're going to be. And then there. his hair on top of that as well, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. His hair on top of that. Um, and I talk about hard characters. I remember Parksy training one day, and he had knee problems as, as we all yeah. did. And uh, he was training on his own with the goalkeeping coach. He was trying himself about. And I said, what are you doing? He said, oh, no, don't worry. He's just trying himself about. And then all of a sudden, he went, ah. And he got his hand like that. And he pinched the bone of his knee that was flaking in his knee. And he held the, the bone of his knee, jumped in a taxi, went off to the surgeon. He took the little bit of flaking bone out and played at the weekend. And so that, that, was, that was the part two. But as a goalkeeper, technically brilliant. Absolutely yeah. brilliant, and uh, you know he just played in the air with this. And I mean, I played with David Seaman, and you can sure. see why. They, but Parksy was right up there, so yeah. that's an easy one. Phil yeah, Parks. easy one. Uh, left back again. I probably could guess the left back, but yeah, it's Julian. <laughs> yeah, Julian yeah. all day long. Julian was, yeah, you know, signed with Julian. He was uh, as dedicated a trainer as I've ever seen. When we finished training, he obviously had that indoor facility at Jabal Heath. Yeah, you just hear boom, boom. Boom, for about an hour. Who's that? It's Julian. It's just 
smacking the ball against the wall on his own with that left foot, that beautiful left foot, you know, great cross of the ball, hard as nails, you know, yeah. didn't back down, you know, loved, loved the game, absolutely loved mm. the game. Um, and you see some more all down that left-hand side, great on a one-to-one, you should intimidate a wide player, so... Yeah, easy one. Julian, yeah, Julian Dix, all yeah. day long. All right, I'll put Julian, the, I could have probably written most of this down anyway, as I said. Right, yeah. let's, go, let's go right back. Who would be your right back? Uh, right back is easy. It's Tonka. Tonka, Ray Stewart. Right, yeah. Tonka, Ray Stewart. <laughs> Ray Stewart. Was, I loved Ray because he always had something going off. The picture was a deal going on or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's always like wheeler dealing. Um, but what a striker of a ball. Yeah. You know, it's, I was it's now for his penalty taken, but it's a terrific yeah. passer. As a centre forward, mm. you know, your fullbacks are the ones who usually, deli- yeah, yeah. your defenders deliver from back to front. Yep. And so if you've got Julian, terrific left foot, Ray, fantastic right foot, you should drive it into you or dink it into you. Yeah. So it, it took all the pressure off your touch. It took the pressure off where the defender was. It was always right side, appreciation of the game. You know, really, really strong character as well. Obviously, we all know that the Ravens were Scottish and, and that came out in the toughness and, uh, yeah. you know, un- uncompromising. But a, a, a real joy to play with. And, uh, yeah, so race. Yeah, right simple. Right, I, okay, again, centre-back. So I'll probably guess these. Ben, we'll go for him. Who's your first centre-back then, Leroy? My first centre-back, the number one is Alvin. Yeah. Big Alvin. Big Alvin. Um, love, love Alvin, you know, uh, again, you just... Strong, uncompromising centre off, but very, very talented on the ball yeah. as well. Very cultured on the ball. I used to love, love. Uh, you know, Julian used to go in the gym. Like, we used to have this swinging ball at the training ground, and we used to kind of on a rope. Yeah. And uh, so we used to do heading on this swinging ball, little competitions with Alvin. So we loved, that. Uh, really loved that. But Alvin was uh, not only he could do, he could do both. He could defend. He could head. He could also he's cultured on the ball as well, and he's a great, great captain. Uh, so yeah. Alvin Martin would be my uh, my first centre half. Yep, uh, and who's and my he going to be? Second centre half. Yes, he's in your Gaelic. He's yeah, Gaelic. Exactly. Tony Gale. Um, having played with him at Fulham, you know, Tony taught me a lot when I was at Fulham uh, about mm. you know making two runs. You know, it, it, you know, if I if I went short, then he'd put it long. If I went long, he'd drop it in short. And I talk about he was the best distributor of the ball from the back that that I played with. Right. Because he could drive it, but he could also just leave it, leave it in there. So a lot of the time, you could just set it off one touch because it take all the pace off it. So mm. you get time. You didn't have, really have to think. You just go and do it very, very simply. Um, very cultured uh, on the ball. Yeah. Very confident. But the the other thing that I think people, I'm sure they'd be aware, but in the dressing room, Tony was just terrific. Yeah. It was just uh, it just never stopped. He just never stopped making you laugh. And when you're in that environment, and that's why people miss you know, the training ground. That's why they miss yeah. being around the lads. It's because people like Tony Gale because he just made it a joy. You just a joy. And even if you were the butt of the joke, yeah, you, know, yeah, you yeah. still have to laugh at yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah Tony, uh, still in touch with Tony uh, quite yeah. a lot. Um, top man and yeah. top top footballer. So that's my bat for. Yeah, no, he's a good show. He's a good man. Value on the channel. He's, he's a giggle, as you can imagine. Tony put himself yeah. captain. Um, he put himself centre. Yeah. Um, a, no one else would. Penalty taker, free kick taker, and manager as well, as you can imagine with Tone. Right, okay, Reggie's in, we'll put him in. Let's go, let's go midfield, let's go uh, left midfield. Who do we have left midfield then? Is, uh, again, I, I didn't find this too difficult. Adam yeah. Dev, Adam Devish. Yeah. Adam Devish all day long. Um, just, he, he was, he moved so beautifully as well, by mm. the way. He, 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 he was so graceful with, with the ball. 
as quick with the ball as he was without the ball. Um, loved the way he used to come inside. You know, people was wide left. He wasn't a wide left player. He's, he's someone who started off there, but drifted into the different areas of the pitch. Really mm. difficult to mark, really difficult to pick up. But to, just the joy. Uh, the things that he did in training with, with, with you know, to stand back, that's, that's not bad. That's yeah, not yeah, bad. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not bad at all. Um, and he loved the game. He loved playing football. And, you know, again, he just lends you the ball. And he'd come inside, lend you the ball. And then I just, I just had to get in the box. I didn't worry yeah. about anything because I knew it was going to come in, whether he'd set up the overlapping Julian Dix or whether he'd come inside. Yeah. It, you know, it just made the game really, the game is a simple game, but he made it, is, it look yeah. very, very, very simple. But he was artistic. He is a real artist yeah, yeah. Uh, on the ball. So that's an easy one. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, easy. Okay. Who's going to go on the other wing then? Who's going to go right midfield then? Well, different again, but uh, Mark, I love playing with Mark Ward. Oh, Wardy, I yeah. absolutely enjoy I love playing with Mark Ward because, again, he'd keep the width. He was direct. You know, he'd get it. He'd a little shuffle and he get the yeah. ball in the box. Now, for a centre forward, you got you know the balance on one side. You know, Alan will come inside, get the full back in. But Mark would keep the width and the balls. He, he I always tell people, oh, you know, as a coach, you know, you see, you know, and you'll see it on massive day, people will put a ball in the box and they go, it'll go flying across the six yard box. They go, oh, what a great ball! Yeah. It's not a great ball because you can't get on the end of it. You know, yeah. you're not the same ball. But Mark would kind of. He had this dr- driven ball, which he kind of, it looked like it was going at pace, but the pace would come off it, it was just coming into the box. So I had time to jump, and, and I was a decent jumper. Yeah, yeah, jump, yeah. I was a decent jumper, so I had time to jump and time my, my runs. So I loved the pace that he put on the ball. So, yeah, Mark Ward on, the, on that really? right. And yeah. he was a feisty, feisty little oh, thing as yeah. well. Really, oh, yeah. really, he could be nasty as well. Uh, and um, one of the cards all the time, but I think later in his book, he so told everybody you'd see <laughs> So... But I let him off. I let him off that. But um, yeah, feisty character. You need that. You need them in your team. Yeah, you need you need a balance, don't you? In case it all goes Same a bit too. a bit pear shaped. Um, yeah. Right, okay. But Wardy in. Uh, let's go centre midfields then. It'd be interesting. Who are you having the centre midfields then, Leroy? This was the toughest, uh, mm. to be honest, because Incy was there for a little while. Yeah. Uh, while, while I was there, yeah, Alan Dickens. He was again very graceful. Mm. Bomb forward, Georgie Paris, who just loved you know just to run about tackling everybody. Um, and Stuart Robson, who's a very good friend of mine, and I just thought it, if he hadn't had the injury problem, he would have yeah. gone and played for England. He was out, outstanding. Yeah. But I just couldn't see beyond these two. Uh, in, in all of the first one's Liam Brady, because yeah. as I mentioned, Liam in, in there, um, just the, the absolute one of the best players I've see, ever seen. Really? You know, I always mention people like Glenn Hoddle and Paul Gascoigne. Well, Liam Brady's right in there. By the yeah, way. he seems right to be the forgotten there. man, doesn't he? In, in that sort of people yeah. say, yeah. I mean, when when he's come on the chat, when people have t- spoken about him before, the comments and the videos afterwards is like Liam Brady just didn't get the recognition really, and uh, compared to the other, is it compared to the Hoddles of this world and stuff? Yeah, well, I wonder if that's because he did play for England. You know, he played you Maybe, know, yeah. at international levels, like yeah, you know, yeah. Jules at international level. But Liam hadn't played in Italy and there's a reason why, because he was just a just ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous talent. Couldn't get the ball off him. Inside, outside of the foot. Still had eyes in the back of his head. Calm as you like, under pressure. Made the game look easy. The game yeah. just went to slow down when he got the ball. So yeah. Liam Brady in there. And you know what? I had to get this, this guy in my team. I could have got him at centre-half, right-back, centre-forward, captain, Billy Bonds. Yeah. Billy Bonds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy Bonds has got to be the heart, the, the toughest, toughest man I've ever known, the fittest man I've yeah. ever known. 
and the nicest man I've ever known as well. You know, the, the, a granddad, got loads, of, I think, like, loads of granddaughters as well. Yeah. Very humble, very um, not laid back, but, you know, unassuming. But when he yeah. got on the pitch, he was, he was focused on what he had to do. So, yeah, yeah Billy, Billy and, and Liam uh, in, in the centre of my middle. Tasty. That's tasty. Yes. Right. Okay, let's go up front. Are you, are you, you put yourself in, Leroy? I've got all day long. All of course you've got it. Of course you've got it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to get those stats in for those, for those 11s. I've got to get more games in. <laughs> got to get more games in. But, but, I mean, to be honest, I put myself in there. Um, I'll have to put Tony TC in yeah. up, up front because yeah, he's yeah. an unbelievable goal scorer. Uh, and I bumped into him yesterday, to be honest. I oh, did you? And yeah. I met Tony. Yeah, I bumped into him. And he's used to every single goal he put, how he scored it, and his yeah. little black oh, he's and, met, incredible. And, and absolutely focused on And he was mm. just a total goal scorer. And I don't, I didn't mind, I don't mind playing with goal scores. I don't mind doing the, the dirty work because as long as we get, we win, they score, I'm quite happy with that. So I put TC in, but it was, it was obviously between TC and Frank, yeah. Frank Macaroni. Frank, you know, Frank came, I think, I, I, I don't think I saw the best of Frank. I think no. when he played that front with Tony that year when, when West Ham finished, I think it was third, was it? 85-86, yeah, yeah. 85-86, I remember that, they were terrific. But Frank came, I think the following season for one point, one and a quarter million Pendant, and I yes. don't think we saw the best of the Frank but what a joyous man I I loved going out with that man uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> he was an absolute joy he, want, he wanted to have fun on the pitch there's no one who worked harder and no. no one who gave everything played with his heart the fans absolutely adored him because you know, even when things were going right, yeah, right there's no one who'd run further than, yeah, than yeah. Frank McAvenny so it was, it's a real tough one. If, and so what I will say, I will drop myself with Frank McAvenny uh, okay. uh, in, in that start. But not All this right. time, because I want not to be this, in the start. Yeah, would, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be first sub, first sub. Yeah, first time. Yeah, first time. So that's, yeah. that's my, uh, that's that's my wicked. 11. That's wicked, yeah. man. That's good. That's lovely stuff. No, yeah, I, I know, totally get what, what, about Tony, you know, because obviously we had him on, we've had Macca on, on as well. And yeah. uh, and, and Tony's, yeah, his stats, he just yeah. reels them <laughs> off. And so I had to make sure I was up to up to date because I know he'd be. Yeah. No, 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 I scored 137, you know, it's like, it's, it's, okay, right, Tisa. Leroy, man, it's been brilliant. It's been lovely talking to you, man. Um, it's Thank been you. great. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. Um, and and I hope, you know, I hope, hope to see you at London Stadium soon one day. We never know. We could all get back. Definitely. I'll Look be there. I'll be there on Saturday, but uh, on my own. I hope you enjoy the game. Yeah, I'll be there on my own. Um, obviously, <laughs> yeah, just clearly the players need I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles played on the stadium to make sure they know they're at West Ham. Otherwise, you know, because home, advantage, home, home advantage really makes a difference at the moment. But um, yeah, as we know, yeah, do you know what? It, it, it does. It's, it's an advantage loss. But if you were to say to a player, where would you rather play? They'd rather play at home. And obviously, and obviously thank you to everyone for watching. Obviously like, share, subscribe, you know what to do. And until next time, everybody from me and Leroy, take care, everybody stay safe and we'll see you again soon. See everybody. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.